I'm Billy Buttery, and this is Food is Culture, a podcast. Today's episode couldn't be better timed. If you started Thanksgiving dinner planning, this episode is for you. I sit down with Annika from Stiletto Events, and she gives her breakdown for hosting a wonderful, intimate, well-thought-out, detail-oriented at-home event with an emphasis on Thanksgiving. Her tip for making your Thanksgiving dinner stand out from a weekend of turkey dinners literally blew my mind. As you'll hear, Annika's love of a well-hosted party started at a young age and has grown into a wonderful career and company. As we start to open up our homes to family and friends again, hosting a party may seem a little daunting, but she has broken it down so beautifully. I can't wait to uncork the wine, start the music, and welcome guests. Cheers! Hello, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Me too. I, I mean, a good party. I miss a good party. So I'm super excited to talk to you. <laughs> I know. I've missed planning them. I'm so excited for events to be back. They're back with a bang. And um, it's been a busy couple of months, which it is great. Ha- it has for sure. And I heard that already like 2013, there's going to be like millions of weddings or something or 2020. Absolute. Yes, absolutely. That's right. I think it's going to be like uh, the Roaring Twenties again. It's going to be parties, events, weddings everywhere. Um, next year, we're already getting super booked up and um, all of our vendors are saying the same thing, which is great. So it's going to be a wonderful year of celebrations next year, which we all need after the year and a half we've had. Totally. Cheers to that. I'm super excited. Cheers. With a champagne flow. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. So excited for it. Well, and I'm so excited to sit down with you today because I'm sure you've seen that meme like September through January is lit, like happy Rosh Hashanah, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. <laughs> I know. I know. And like finally we can do it this year. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Good tail end of the year. I want to say it's like the new year has a new meaning for next year, I think. So it's going to be a nice little send off to 2021 these last few months. Awesome. So excited. Okay. Well, I want to jump right in. So do you remember the first party you attended? I do. So I remember I was perhaps five or six years old and it was my cousin's wedding in London, England, which is where I'm originally from. And I want to say I actually started my event career as a performer because I remember at this wedding, uh, the day before my parents told me that I would be doing a dance performance at the wedding reception. And at my young self, I was like full of confidence. I was so brave. And I was like, yes, I can do this. Um, And so in front of 300 people at this wedding reception, I performed a number, like a three minute dance routine. Um, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I was, I was so excited to do it. And I remember not even realizing like the amount of people in the room. So I started off my event career as a performer, as a dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which was wonderful. And, and and that's sort of my first memory of being at, a, at an event um, was where I was taking center stage. Um, yeah, that's it. That's so it really sticks in my mind because I remember I, I wish I had that confidence to dance that way now. Maybe after a few martinis, I do. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, it, that's my first event memory. That's awesome. Do you remember the song? It was actually so I'm, I'm actually um, Indian. I was in India, it was a Bollywood song, which is like very, um, it was very fast paced and lots of dynamic moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was very um, theatrical. That's <laughs> maybe, maybe after a few more martinis, I'll show it to you. I think I have it on video somewhere. Oh my God, of me being really expressive. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my first memory. And possibly because I was so, such a focal point of the event, I actually remember, remember that one very vividly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Well, so that's when you started your like performance and love for events. Yes. <laughs> but how did you start your career as a professional party planner? I'd love that. 
Yeah. So, um, well, I guess this is going to sound cliche, but I feel like so much of what you sort of learn and, and your interests and hobbies come from when you're, you're a child. Um, and I have these, again, vivid memories of being around six, seven, eight years old. And it was an event every week in my house. Um, I remember it was like a Saturday morning, the cooking would start, my mom would be laying the table with florals and beautiful dinnerware. And my dad would be getting out the wines and the whiskeys. And it was every single Saturday in our house. And we were always the hosts and we were always the, I guess, event planners as such. And you notice these things and you pick up on sort of skill sets and, um, the details of an event. And I feel like my interest was triggered quite young. Um, and then I obviously went to school um, and I, I actually got an internship when I was 18 um, for an event planning company in London. And they they worked with luxury restaurants um, across the city hosting events. Um, I was like super lucky to get that, that position and I learned so much. And I realized I was like, mm, I could do this. I could definitely do this as a, as a living and I, and I think I'm going to. However, there was a little pivot in in my career, and that was um, culturally, um, my parents, my family encouraged me to go into um, a more like mainstream career. So they wanted me to be a doctor, or a lawyer, uh, mm-hmm. or go into financial services, and they they really wanted me to go to, to university, do a degree, and 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 go into one of those fields. So I kind of followed that path for a while. Um, I I studied at university. I actually worked for the largest bank in the UK, and I absolutely was not fulfilled at all. Um, and so I decided to leave my job and start events. And that's when I think my I actually took it very very seriously and started upskilling and getting all the necessary events and volunteering and taking on anything I could mm-hmm. um and that's when stiletto events was born basically back then um and then another pivot came along I moved from I actually met my partner um and he's Canadian he's from Toronto and we got married in 2016 and I moved to Toronto so having a kind of well kind of a new business and bringing it over to Toronto was extremely challenging mm-hmm. and it was suggested that when I get here because I didn't have the network uh, the vendors I was very new didn't really know any anyone in Toronto um, to go work in-house somewhere mm-hmm. so I kind of I was really lucky to get this sort of hybrid role I went back into financial services but I got to do events so it was like I, I had two sets of skills that I brought together um, and where I worked, we had incredibly healthy budgets. And so I got to do some incredible budget management and, and productions. And we did events at places such as the CN Tower, um, the AGO, some some wonderful venues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got pregnant and I had my <laughs> son, my, my gorgeous son. And when I guess six months into my maternity leave, COVID happened. And that was also when I rebirthed Stiletto events. Mm-hmm. So amazing timing, of course, right at the beginning of COVID. Um, but somehow I, ma- I managed to make it work. Um, I did a bunch of micro events. We did corporate gifting and we sort of booked events for the future. And here I am. And it's like the busiest time it's ever been. I'm getting to do what I absolutely love. Um, we're pretty much busy every weekend now with new events and working with wonderful venues and vendors and clients. So that's, I guess, my story. That's how I'm here today. I I love all of that. And I love, you know, sometimes the stars just really align and being able to really merge two things that you love and that you went to school for. It's like the, was the perfect position for you, like planning events for a financial company. That's fantastic. Absolutely. And, and, you know, at the time it was, it was absolutely fulfilling because I was doing events. Uh, And, but hindsight's a wonderful thing because now I look at how lucky I was to 
be able to manage and learn like budgets and sort of different client needs. And, and you, I learned so much that now is so tangible and I, I'm using every single day. So at the time, as much as I, I didn't realize how useful it would be to me, it's absolutely created this like infrastructure for my business that I've, that's really benefiting me. So sometimes at the time, it, I guess my messaging is, everything happens for a reason. So I'm, I'm here now and, and I'm a better event planner because of all my previous experiences. That's awesome. Well, and speaking of your son, I know you love to throw a party and now knowing uh, your history and it's sort of stemming from being a kid and watching your parents throw these beautiful parties in your home. I understand now why you love to throw per- beautiful parties in your home for your son. Um, what would be sort of like your top tips uh, when planning a party for younger guests or kids? Yes. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very passionate about my son's uh, (laughs) birthdays. Um, Definitely one of my favorite events to plan. Um, And from like my experience, I actually have some tips to share with you. The few, so this is, this is going on sort of events I've done very recently is parents, families love to decorate spaces stunningly with balloons and tableware for, for children's birthdays. However, one thing I would really advise is to be smart with decor. Keep decor out of reach of little fingers. And the reason being is I, we did an event recently where we had this absolutely gorgeous balloon display and cart, and we had lots of toddlers, very energetic, running around. And of course, the best toy in the room was the balloons. Mm-hmm. So the, the decor was uh, disintegrated very, very quickly. So my advice to parents is to be keep decor high up, keep it out of reach. It's obviously wonderful to have beautiful decor in a space, but make sure that your little fingers can't get hold of it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I would say actually is to be really wise about timing. Uh, we all know ch- children um, are grumpy when they're tired. So to be really aware of sort of nap schedules, feeding times, and to try and align your, your party around those times to make sure that lunch is being served at an appropriate time or it's not in the middle of a nap schedule, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I think parents really appreciate when you kind of take into consideration their their children's schedules and it kind of makes for the the best party too with all happy rested children Uh, so this is my two I think two top tips and obviously other ones such as like allergens um and things like that it's just great to think about who's coming and accommodate them as best as possible from a timing and a dietary perspective too so just to check in with parents understanding restrictions and any allergies to make sure that we can avoid them for for the party Totally. And, and I want to go into like a little bit more detail and you, um, have two sort of pillars that you really, um, have so much to speak on for events in the home and how to make them unique. Um, and I think with Thanksgiving and the holidays coming up and being able to have people in our house, (laughs) I think that's, uh, I think this is such a great topic for right now. So first I want to talk a little bit about, um, how to convey personality through your events. So you had sort of said there's, when we had spoken earlier, there's two areas that you like to do first. So first would be food and beverage. Um, can we talk about how to make food and beverage a little bit different in your home to stand yeah, up for your guests? Absolutely. And like, but this is great timing because Thanksgiving is coming up. There's a few things that, that I, I'd like to suggest for um, anyone uh, planning a Thanksgiving event or lunch or dinner. Um, and something that I'm doing this year is making it different. And as much as everybody loves a Thanksgiving turkey with the sides and we look forward to it, people go to multiple Thanksgiving events and, and do have it quite often. So this year, what I'm doing is making it a little different. I'm actually doing a Thanksgiving dinner with an Asian-inspired side program. So it's basically Asian-inspired sides, like typical sides. We can take like a parsnips and make it uh, sweet and sticky, or we do sesame crusted Brussels sprouts, or we do garlic roasted broccoli, and just kind of making those 
additions to your conventional turkey, a little bit more interesting so that when some people do come over, they get a little twist on a, a Thanksgiving meal. And it's exciting, right? You walk in and it's a, a completely different take on a, on a Thanksgiving dinner. So that's something I'm doing this year. And I would suggest if, if people want to do something a little bit unique, it's a good way to have your Thanksgiving meal, but create a little twist on it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I love to do, this is like absolutely my favorite thing at all home events is having a signature cocktail. So it's having one cocktail, you can either batch make it or make them individually and keeping it as your signature drink for the night. So when people arrive, you can, you can serve upon arrival and you can, you can keep it very seasonal. So use seasonal fruits and garnishes and keep it fun and interesting. And whether people choose to have it just upon arrival or for the whole event, it's up to them, but it's a nice little signature for the evening and it, and, and it makes the event memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I love to do is play with the wine. So people love, I think perhaps post COVID people mm-hmm. are much more into wine than, than they used to be. I, I've noticed. So, um, something interesting I think that could be done is, um, displaying a wine bottles. People love to see what they're drinking. Um, and what I actually created, you can, you can download this from my website is a wine tasting card and it's a glossary. So you can have these cards laid out on your table and people can rate the wines on, on different subjects and criterias. And the, the glossary actually provides a language to help people describe what they're tasting, what they're smelling in the wine. And it's for, for, for a group that perhaps don't know each other so well, it's a wonderful conversation starter and it really gets sort of juices blowing and ideas sharing. So it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful one. And everyone loves wine. So it's, mm-hmm. it's always a great talking point. Um, so yeah, those are, those are my sort of three like little tips for Thanksgiving just to create a, a, a more of an experience for guests. I, I love that, especially because I feel like there's been so many times um, where I've attended a dinner party and I just, I've been thinking about a certain wine that a host had paired with a, with a dish forever. And I keep forgetting to text and ask or whatever, but you can actually, if you have these printouts, like bring it home, bring it to the LCBO with you and purchase the wine yourself. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, it's nice to go to an event and have something to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and as a, as like the host hostess, it's great to keep your guests busy while you're preparing. So it really does engage them and like get them talking while you're preparing the meal or getting ready to serve. It kind of buys you some time too. So that's like a, totally. a host tip for you. That is a great tip, especially with Thanksgiving. And um, I mean, that's, I, I don't know why I guess don't get, I guess at Christmas there's presents, but at Thanksgiving, I'm always so stressed and frazzled, like running from the kitchen to the living room, running to the kitchen to the living room. And it's like you either have guests kind of standing around doing nothing or you have a cold meal. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And like, and, and it's also, it's it's a way to keep them involved in the event too, right? So, and they, and they have something to take away from it. I love when guests come to my home and I have a home event and they have something, they've left with something, whether it's a bit more knowledge or a little like keepsake. It's so wonderful. And, and hopefully they, they remember the event as something like a learning experience as well as sort of a Thanksgiving meal. So yeah, highly recommend the wine tasting cards. Totally. And to throw it back to the different like flavor combination. I mean, obviously I would love to, a food is culture. My whole thing is like different cultures. I totally love that. Like, I think that's so fantastic to do like an Asian spin or a Caribbean uh, spin. I absolutely. And it's, and it's, and you can play with flavors and like, I know you love to cook. So it's, it's wonderful to sort of experiment with different ingredients and just, um, making something a bit more unique and a bit more of a unique experience because like with a Thanksgiving weekend, people t- typically are, are hopping around from event to event and it's going to be a turkey dinner most likely. So even if you wanted to experiment with like different types of poultry meats, like this is your opportunity to do it and to sort of create an impression on your skills. Like you can absolutely show off your wonderful culinary skills. 
That's awesome. I love that. Okay. And then I know you had also mentioned um, one of your points was to consider guest timing. And we sort of touched on that with the kids. Like if you're going to be inviting parents that have lots of, and there's going to be a couple kids or toddlers at the party to consider when they're eating and when they're showing up and things. Yeah, for sure. I think that, that absolutely comes into just consideration for your guests. Like if they're bringing children to work around sort of nap times, if they have a newborn, perhaps plan lunch when you know the newborn will be asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I guess on the other end of the spectrum, if you have a group of young singletons who want to have fun, the way you allocate your time is super important too. So perhaps you'd have like an hour to an hour and a half of cocktails and mingling um, before you have your seated dinner. Um, and another thing with the consideration is allergies and intolerances is it's so lovely when people take into consideration their guests um allergies and tolerances and and sometimes preferences if you can um mm-hmm. depending on the group size of course um but it's it's so wonderful to to make sure that your guests feel special when they come into your home so and and it's all about that at home experience and making them feel catered to Totally. Um, oh, so I, I should actually say a really good way to actually get that information is to send out like an invite. And what I tend to do is in the invite when they, in the RSVP, I put RSVP with dietary restrictions or allergies or intolerances. So it's kind of a one, it's, it's rolled into one. They both can tell you whether they're attending and if they are, what's required Mm-hmm. This totally makes me flash. I'm sure it's part, partly your accent, which I love. Um, did you ever watch <laughs> Ladies of London? Of course, of, of course. course. Um, I think it was maybe season one or season two when they went to go uh, visit one of the castles, um, and one of them was a vegetarian, so she had phoned beforehand, and I think she was a duchess. I can't, remember, I can't remember her name, but the one that was a duchess, and she right. had called beforehand to let them know that she was wouldn't be eating any of the meat, but she was the only one that ended up getting a vegetarian plate, and everyone else ate venison or something. And everyone made this, all the Americans made this big, huge deal about it. And I can't eat Bambi and I can't eat this. And then the Duchess was like, well, when you RSVP'd, you should have let them know your dietary restrictions. (laughs) I guess, yeah, I guess she thought it was a given. It was a given. But now I think that's why it's so important to make it explicit is RSVP with your dietary requirements. And it's just, you nip it in the bud at the beginning. And it's uh, as a a host, you can plan for it too, right? There's, There's nothing worse when you have a guest who comes and isn't able to eat anything at your event so or texts you the day before after you planned the menu and grocery shopped (laughs) like I will uber eats you something (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um and I love the whole thought process that you put into all of your guests and everything and now that Canada we've legalized uh CBD and THC I'm I really enjoy CBD drinks myself what do you think is sort of do you have any thoughts on what the future of that would be to serving CBD drinks um in sort of array of wines but I, I love the idea of the CBD cocktails I think it's so experimental so interesting I definitely think it's like where the future's heading and and with all these amazing CBD infused products that are coming out like chocolates candies sodas cocktails is obviously a very very obvious one and you can both kind of relax in different ways and you get these kind of different um flavors and feelings from them which is which is amazing and I know I do know back home in London England um it's something they're looking at to, to sort of legalize and create these CBD cocktail bars, which will be just oh, a awesome. total focus on them. So if anyone in the Toronto cocktail scene is listening, there is there is potential for one to open here too. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. And it's, and it's, there's, there's, I guess there's obviously um, regulation on dosing and things like that, but it's just such an interesting take on, on mixology and, mm-hmm. and cocktail making. And I think it's, it's something that could just infuse so well together. So somebody out there should definitely do it because it will be very popular. 
Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. And then you also really like to think about all of the details you mentioned. Um, so to make people feel important and more at home in their, in your home. Um, so mm-hmm. do you want us to walk us through a couple of those points? Yes, this is my favorite topic, details, because like as the letter events, that's what we're about. It's the attention to detail and the and the bespoke and personalization is what how we feel we make clients and guests feel so considered and important. So I'm excited to talk about this. So first thing I actually wanted to talk about was stationery. So it's very simple to do. So for example, a menu for your dinner party is super simple to do. You can go into Word. It's simple as typing it out in a nice font and printing it. But guests love knowing what's to come and what they're going to be eating and drinking on the evening. So there's there's lots of templates on Microsoft Word, for example, and you can just simply lay out the um, the, the menu for the evening, perhaps a couple of wines, maybe if you have a cocktail, and print it and leave it on um, each plate, each, each um, place setting, or alternatively, if it's a more casual uh, cocktail style event, print it out, put it on a frame or on the wall, and guests can sort of at their leisure, read it. But it's something I really love to do because I think it makes people feel really excited for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And it makes it a little bit more like official. Like you're not just coming over to grab a plate, like you're, you've are you been invited and this is a beautiful meal and thought has gone into it. I really love that. Yes. And like, and like, and people, yeah, exactly. They feel important. Like, you know, it's obviously, it's still an effort, even though it's quite simple to do. And it's, yeah, people love feeling feeling like they're being served a, like a wonderful meal. And that's a, a, a good indication of what's to come. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, oh, my favorite, it's a uh, place card. So it, I know in, in Canada, they sometimes call them name cards, but it's just having people's names on their seat. Um, there's so many creative ways to actually do this. One thing that I have done in the past is to get my two-year-old son to paint a piece of paper in watercolors. And then I cut it evenly up. And then in a marker, I write each individual person's name and put it onto their plate. And not only has my son created a little um, memento for them, it's just Mm -hmm. a nice way to have something homemade to to indicate where they're sitting. So it's not only useful, but it's kind of sentimental too. Um, And it's like so simple to do. And it it actually keeps my two-year-old busy for a whole seven minutes. So I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I love Um, that. I love that. I think it's fantastic. um, And then actually another thing that I really like to do is you can get these... um, glass pens I think get them from maybe the dollar store or Amazon or, or anywhere so it's a pen that you can it's a metallic pen that you can use to write on glasses whether it be like a, a tumbler or a wine glass and you can write the guest's name on it and this is not only tells them where they sit but it's really it's a safe way to 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 do things because people often at events put down their drinks and then don't know which one's theirs and things go to waste or they pick up the wrong one this way not only does the guest know where they're sitting if they do put their drink down they have their name on it so I can, love that. That's yeah, great. it's great. It's so wonderful. Um, and then my, it is actually one of my favorites. Uh, I'm a big Scrabble lover, huge Scrabble lover. I love, I'm very competitive. Um, and I was sitting and playing Scrabble one day and I, I thought, wait, I could actually use this to do name cards. So I, at one dinner party, I used like six of the little uh, like benches and I spelt out people's names in Scrabble letters. I love that. That's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. And it was, and not only did it tell everyone that I love Scrabble, because I do, um, it was just a fun way to do things and, and just another use of something that I had like lying at home. Mm-hmm. I love that repurposing things that you already have in your house. That's such a great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. I know you're great at that. So yeah, it's, it's wonderful just like reusing things that, um, and that's so like fun for us too. And it's a, and again, it becomes a talking point uh, for your guests on the evening too. Mm-hmm. And perhaps, perhaps may uh, ignite a game of Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can already picture like a tablescape with, you know, a bag with 
uh, Scrabble pieces cascading out of it as part of the decor. I know. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not that because I get way too competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I am a, I'm a very poor winner. I'm not, I'm, I'm a good loser. I'm, but I'm a poor winner. I'm like in your face. I won. Look at me. It's great. <laughs> I am absolutely Monica from Friends. I print myself a certificate before the game has started. <laughs> like, this is everyone awarded to me. This is for me. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Well, oh, so funny. Yeah. Um, um, so I think I was I actually mentioned to you, uh, Billy, about the but the seasonal. Um, elements of things you can you could use to accentuate your events so mm-hmm. this is something um really exciting i think you would absolutely love this is to use like seasonal decor to accentuate your table arrangement so for example um using little pumpkins just over your plate for each person's plate or using like an acorn in the autumn sorry fall um and just basically whilst you're out on your walks with your children picking up things in nature that you could actually use on your dinner table just to make it look a little bit more rustic and seasonal um so something for you to do with the kids next Mm -hmm. time you have a dinner party I love that I mean my son is always picking up acorns or pine cones and saying okay mama we need to bring this back for decor because he knows I (laughs) we had this whole jar of uh of acorns last week that he had filled up a whole glass vase and um and it's it's just so pretty and it's something fun I think and um it's a way I think also at the kids at the dinner party they can feel like oh I did that I collected that and it's another little talking point for them to be proud of right for sure. Is is, uh, is Rome looking for a job? Because I need some help with that. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good. He he finds the best rocks, the best acorns, the best pine cones. <laughs> you know, now you're saying it, I'm thinking next time he picks up maybe some pebbles, get a marker and use them as place cards, right? Each guest name on it and you can put it on their plates and it could be wonderful. That's what I mean is you can pretty much use anything that's you find and, and do, do or see in your life and, and create like a little experience and talking point out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of talking points, uh, we had spoken earlier about taboo topics. And I think we both agreed that the new politics and religion is COVID and politics. Yes. <laughs> but we can talk religion now. Let's Religion is on the table. Religion and culture, go for it. Talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, I think there's, as we discussed, there's a lot more acceptance and, and discovery now in this conversation. Like people are, I think there's a, there's a, progression towards like spirituality rather than religion now and I feel like there's it can be talked about more openly and and in an accepting way so I absolutely think religion is back on the cards we can definitely bring it in we have you know smart people who understand that you can have completely different beliefs and and you know live in like harmony so yeah I, I agree with you I think we can definitely bring religion back to the table Mm-hmm. Well, and, and conversation cards, I love this idea that you had mentioned to write them out and spirituality being one of the words, just write that on a card and see what sort of comes up at the table. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So conversation cards is a really good one, especially for a new group. So um, you can just, so easy, piece of paper, cut it into like eight pieces and write out eight words and leave them scrunched up in a, in a, in a vase or a bowl and let people pick it out and start a conversation. And so some some really good ones are like, Meghan Markle. That one always gets people going. <laughs> yes, people are very um, divided. Exactly. Or like 
Bumble, which and that kind of brings up the conversation about uh, dating apps and like, and you you always get some funny stories out of that one and, and about um, dating app disasters or like funny stories that have come out of that. Um, and spirituality is always a great one because I think you it's so interesting to hear the different takes and different um, nuances in people's beliefs. Um, and it's and I think it's kind of a learning and like a, a knowledge sharing experience too because you can you you learn other people's ways of thinking and perhaps adopt some of them too or it's also okay to disagree. So it's, it's a wonderful talking point. And I think religion, spirituality, we're, we, in, the, in the world we live in, it's, it's definitely more accepted. Totally. COVID is not. <laughs> we're going to have dinner parties with no COVID conversation. <laughs> Check that at the door with your mask. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, just, just let's not say the C word in here. And we're not talking about COVID for the whole dinner party. I actually think you can put that in the invite, to be honest, if that's something you choose to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I am um, one of my really best girlfriends. Um, she is just so over talking about it. So whenever, as soon as I FaceTime her or whatever, she'll say, she'll remind me because it's, I read way too much news. So right. it's always on the tip of my tongue. And as soon as I FaceTime her, she, she goes, uh, okay, just a reminder no COVID talk. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I remember. <laughs> but it's fair. You know what? We need to set boundaries, especially in this, uh, this day and age. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and like, especially when you're the host, you can, you can definitely set those, those boundaries. And look, it's COVID's around. It's not going anywhere for a little while. We know it exists. Come, come into my event, enjoy it. Let's create an experience and a memory together. Because after a year and a half of lockdown, I think we've realized like, that's what life's about is to share experiences with people because I think we miss it so much in lockdown so absolutely you can most definitely create that guideline for your events <laughs> I love that yeah and then setting the atmosphere um music I love music. what you had the uh, idea you had set about getting people to RSVP with a song yeah, so along with dietary requirements, of course, um, something I really like to do, and I actually do this for my, for I actually suggest it for some of my larger events, um, weddings and and bridal sh- uh, showers, baby showers, is RSVP with your favorite song. And the two reasons I like to do this, to do this, and the first one is it builds out your playlist, so you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. The second one is when your guest who's sitting at your event hears a song that they suggested, they feel very excited. They feel like special that's their song and I I can guarantee you without fail at least five if you have a a party of 10 guests five of them will will say this is the song that I suggested Mm -hmm. so it's really it's a a really nice way to make your guests feel special and considered um and and it's like guaranteed three minutes of enjoyment for them because it's their favorite song yeah I love that yeah it's so fun it's so fun seeing the excitement on people's faces when the song that they suggested comes on um in terms of sort of like how to position music for an evening, I tend to like to have like instrumental, like songs without words for the first hour while people are seeing each other for the first time in a long time and they're mm. conversing and like catching up. Uh, the words can sometimes feel a little bit overbearing. So having like a really nice instrumental on for the first hour and then as the wine gets flowing, the drinks get going, you can kind of increase tempo and lyrics and then hopefully by the third hour of your event there's a bit of karaoke happening I love that that's such a great tip <laughs> yeah so yeah it's just my tip. I think you know we we use our five senses all the time of course so sound is one that actually gets forgotten about a lot and it's it's an important one because it creates the ambience and the atmosphere for a wonderful event um mm-hmm. so just a little consideration for it is always a nice touch when people are hosting you just a a little bit of gratitude appreciation you know people haven't hosted now for like almost two years right so Mm -hmm. 
they're 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 reskilling and they're learning and they, they obviously are as much as we don't want to talk about it they're conscious of COVID and they're making sure that everyone feels safe and welcomed so um a little bit of gratitude appreciation and um praise for your host is always very welcomed I think and very appreciated too um as we sort of get into the swing of events again I'm sure um your confidence and everyone's confidence builds but it's just just to be mindful of it's been a long time since anyone's hosted Mm-hmm. And speaking of being a gracious guest, what is your favorite hostess gift to receive? Okay, so um, I would say it's something that I can put away quickly without having to leave the group. I love mm. flowers. I love them. But what happens is I tend to receive a bunch of flowers and my immediate reaction is I need to get these in water and in a vase. Mm-hmm. And it tends to take, and if you do it at that point, it can take out like 10 minutes of your night. So think about your host when you're going, one, what's something they can take and keep on the side and perhaps open later so that they can be with the group or perhaps prepare like appetizers, dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I really, to be honest, I love receiving alcohol gifts. So like <laughs> unique spirits, liquors, not something conventional. Um, when I actually go to, to to events, I always take something um, a little bit out of the ordinary. And I take a, I, I print a little cocktail recipe that it's part of. So I give oh. a guest um, like a liqueur, uh, for example, and a recipe that they could use it in. And I, that's just something I like to do. And I think it's like, again, a little bit thought out, uh, a little bit unique and something that they probably don't have. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So it's and 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 also um, you might get lucky and they might make the cocktail for you when you're there. So it's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite hostess gifts to give is I I prefer bottled or sparkling water. <laughs> but Avian usually comes out with those gorgeous um, hand painted or you know hand uh, designed bottles around Christmas time. So I like to bring one or two bottles of those with a big red bow on it because chances right. they'll probably serve it. And it's usually yes. something that as a host you kind of forget to have you know water at the table. You know, oh, especially absolutely. if you have like a water filter, then you're like grabbing individual glasses. But bringing bottled water in. Uh, of course, in the conjunction with booze and wine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is a nice little unexpected touch. And I think it's, you know, I, one of my pet peeves is people showing up at an event and they've obviously stopped at like the gas station. And the, it's obviously the thought that counts. But now I, I have these flowers that I need to cut the bottom of and get water and do all the I'd rather you yeah. had just spent, you know, the, the 15 bucks yes. on a bag of chips at that point. <laughs> sure yeah and, and and another thing actually like now we're <laughs> that's so funny now that we're on that is like when somebody's hosting they tend to have a full fridge so try and take something that you don't need to refrigerate mm-hmm. because it's chances are they're going to be maneuvering and shifting things in that fridge just trying to get it in so take something that's sort of a dried good can keep out another suggestion is um obviously when people are hosting it's usually a late night and they're doing a clear up and they tend to be quite tired the next day breakfast pastries croissants always go down a treat so they can wake up and breakfast is done so 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 I think that's a great gift for people and they can leave it out and it doesn't require fridge space and they don't need to leave the group to to uh, see to it and it's thoughtful that it's breakfast for tomorrow that they now have ready for them yeah, I love that. Is it Jacobs that gives the muffin at the end of the meal? And yes. the little take home? Oh, my yes. muffin ever. That chocolate chip and cinnamon muffin. So good. Honestly, like I uh, we we come home um from dinner from Jacobs and my my son asks for it and I'm like, they didn't give us one. <laughs> like hidden in my drawer. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's my favorite morning after. Well, and I, um, my 
at my mother-in-law's uh, one year we spent Christmas day, like the night there. And she had asked, I asked her what I could bring. And she said, Oh, you know, whatever, you know, appetizer or something, but I had brought breakfast for the next morning. And she was like, that was so unexpected, but so nice. Cause you know, I've been thinking about Christmas day food for mm-hmm. weeks and then you kind of forget to, you know, make sure there's eggs or bagels and locks or things like that. So um, I like to do that too, if I'm staying over as, as a guest. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, typically like when, when people are hosting, they have everything for the evening. So mm-hmm. it's always great to consider the next day. Totally. Um, and yeah. how do you feel about adult loot bags or takeaways? Oh my God, I absolutely love that. <laughs> um, there's something, it's been really popular actually in my last like two or three events that I've done in the last couple of weeks is um, hangover kits. It's mm. been, they've been a hit. Like everybody loves them. And what we have is like, it's like a little, um, little bag. We personalize it with the person's name or wedding or whatever the event is. And it has things like hydrolite. It has a vitamin C sachet. It has some mints, has some band-aids. It's just all the things that you would need on a, on a hangover. They've been really popular. I think maybe people are partying a bit harder than usual nowadays because mm-hmm. events are back. Um, I absolutely love adult loot bags. I, I honestly would I, I champion them. I think they're great. People love taking things away from events. So, and I, like, even if it's something as simple as like a Polaroid picture, people love leaving with something in their hand, of course. So, um, what one thing actually that could be a loot bag and, and something that uh, Roman Aria could do is I sometimes get my son to do like little paint. I get little canvases and to do little pieces of artwork and with like metallic paints mm. and like some glitter. And as everyone leaves, I, I give them as a, as a takeaway from our home. They have a piece I, of artwork custom I made by my that. son. Yes. <laughs> Originals. Yes, absolutely. Something about 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to be worth something one day. I really believe in his artistic ability. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. I, so my cute. unbiased opinion, of course, I think he's uh, amazing. I mean, I think he's brilliant. So thank I you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you just posted the most beautiful luxe little corporate bags for one of the parties you just did. Um, how, and I want people to know how to get at you, whether it's from corporate or private or personal events. So how can people get at you on your socials? So you can you can message me on Instagram and you can absolutely ask me any question, any request. Um, Billy, for, for anyone that's listening to your podcast, if they, if they mention you, they're going to get a free discovery call and consultation with me. Um, so happy to offer that to all of your listeners. Um, and then I, I have a website, which I'm sure um, you'll be able to share, but it's, it's stiletto-events.com and you can go there and see some of the work I've done and, and other little um, things that I offer. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Billy, feel, feel free to share my details with all of your okay. listeners. I'm happy to help anywhere I can. Awesome. And all of it will be linked in the show notes, of course, for easy access. And honestly, if you're listening and you need some to switch up your drink game, your cocktail hour, check out (laughs) uh, Stiletto Events on Instagram. You post the best recipes. Oh, I, you know what? I'm really, I'm actually really passionate about mixology. I'm trained in mixology. So I never got to use that skill set because as the event planner, you tend to not get behind the the bar, Mm -hmm. but I consult a lot on this. So I do do a lot of consulting on recipes and that's where I like this signature cocktail idea. Uh, what's your favorite cocktail? Um, I love uh, Dirty Martini. Right. Yes. <laughs> Three olives. Yeah. I yeah, love amazing. the blue cheese olives, stuffed olives. That's so definitely my favorite. But right. I tried to make it a couple times since the pandy started at home and it's just not as good as um, as a bartender doing it, I think. So uh, lately my favorite cocktail has been just a Campari spritz. 
Yeah, oh, amazing. So refreshing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mine actually is a pisco sour. Um, it's like a, it's a Peruvian spirit and it's it's like limey, citrusy, and it's got this egg white froth. Mm. You know what? Maybe I'll I'll get that onto my Instagram in the next week and, and you can share it with your listeners. Yes. Well, I want to try it too. I love a good egg white cocktail. Absolutely. And oh. you know what? There's something about egg white that it makes it makes cocktails look so much fancier and so much more um dynamic and the the little froth on your lips as you drink it is just it's so pleasant uh, so that's a tip actually yes. for everyone like if you have a, a lot of cocktails you can you can actually add half an ounce of egg whites and just shake it a little bit more vigorously and you get this wonderful like white froth at the top um and do you put i know sometimes people put the spring from the cocktail strainer in the shaker do you do that or do you just let the ice do the trick Sometimes it depends. Okay. It depends on the drink. Sudden spirits mix better with that. It it really depends on on the drink. Okay. Um, what can I recommend? You know what I'm going to do is perhaps I'm going to send you um, my favorite cocktail recipe for you to share, and mm-hmm. and it, I'll, I'll give you some tips and tricks on on the best way to make cocktails at home. Because I can tell you, in that what, year and a half lockdown, I drank more cocktails than I ever have in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Accumulatively, honestly, it was it was uh, daily, like experimenting with flavors and um, like seasonal fruits. I think with I got to these amazing Ontario uh, uh, peaches a couple of weeks ago, and I made an Ontario peach mojito, and it was fabulous. <gasps> Amazing. Oh so definitely, like, I actually live quite close to St. Lawrence Market, so I have access to some of the the more locally produced stuff, mm-hmm. um, and. I, you, you don't actually realize the difference in flavor till you actually try things that are locally made and in season. So mm-hmm. I love to integrate them into sort of cooking and uh, cocktails as much as I can when they are in season. Totally. Oh, so yummy. Okay. Well, um, I'm so glad that you got to join me today. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. So fun. Thank you. It was so wonderful speaking, speaking to you. And honestly, like I love sharing ideas with you because you're so creative yourself. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I want to wrap up with just some silly rapid fire questions meant for a laugh. Okay. Are you okay? Are you game? Absolutely. Okay. So, wine, red, white, or bubbles? Bubbles. Shoes on or off when in someone's home for a party? Off. Do you prefer to dine indoors or al fresco? Indoors. Do you prefer to be the host or the guest? Host always. Of course. Uh, fast food question: Do you eat in your car or do you wait until you get home? In my car. I actually like the peace and quiet. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Delivery question. Do you eat out of the containers or on the plates? On a plate, always. I just think uh, you eat with your eyes sometimes, so I make it look better on a plate. I agree. I, I feel that I sometimes feel better when it's on when I played it for my family that I've... Yeah, I, I made this kind <laughs> of. Yeah. <laughs> I played it. At. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite food moment from a movie or TV show? Can I say that the chocolate fudge cake and Matilda, I always look at it and think it looks so delicious. Mm-hmm, nice and glossy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without the blood, sweat, tears and everything else, but it just looks so delicious. I know that's real chocolate fudge cake in there. Mm-hmm. If you were to pick a food to describe your personality, what would it be? Hmm. That's a really, really good question. Um, I would say I'd be a watermelon. Sweet and refreshing. Mm, I love it. And great in a cocktail. Sorry? And great in a cocktail. Absolutely. Oh, watermelon <laughs> martinis. Mm-hmm. I actually, you know what? I have a watermelon, fresh watermelon gin fizz on my Instagram. Definitely worth checking out. It's one of the most popular ones that we do at events. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This was such a pleasure and I hope to have you back soon. Thank you. Absolutely. I would love to be back soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Wasn't that a mouthwatering chat? I hope your next meal is soon. 
Is there a food question you've always wanted to ask? Or maybe a suggestion for someone I should interview? Leave a review and let me know. Don't forget to follow and rate this show. Cheers.